0: And welcome we are back yet again for another exciting trucking answers podcast where i come at you only through your ear holes that's the best way to do it you don't have to see me you don't have to smell me i'm very malodorous okay you don't have to do any of that only through your ear holes so we are here this trucking answers podcast is part of the trucking answers nation including youtube with the trucking answers channel and uh everything else that goes along with it we are now here with Gracie my co-host who currently seems to be getting a snack before probably taking another nap now in 38 countries that's exciting looking at that I believe country 38 is Lithuania with one listener all right so 38 countries around the world I think that's pretty amazing really and i'm always surprised to see it grow like that so one download in lithuania thank you for that um and we appreciate everything you're doing for our batteries uh, all the lithium batteries and everything your whole country full of the product so we appreciate you uh, sending that out and powering all of our vehicles so uh, thank you very much for that and you can tell that i went to public school and uh, don't know really how things work now today we're going to have some trucking news We are going to have a little bit of automotive tip, I guess, on a car buying, uh, how to use an egg timer to buy a car. I think that's pretty interesting. I do this. The wife thinks it's hilarious, too. And also, uh, we're going to do another reason why we're not on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars, the red planet? Because there are a bunch of idiot, stupid, moron, dumb people here on this planet. And uh, they're preventing us from getting there by using our resources to take care of their dumb idiotness so uh, let's, let's do that now first i want to talk about something that was talked about on the live show i like to wrap up the live show on today's show and uh that is uh, the live show goes every monday on youtube by the way at twelve thirty p.m eastern uh, for the foreseeable future i hope you will join me there people mentioned the dac report and i'm going to do a video about this as well because this podcast does not get that many uh listens yet as it continues to grow This is episode number 40, by the way. People commented that on their DAC report, companies, and all of them that mentioned were large companies, which is mainly who uses the DAC report, are putting down on their things like a flat tire and putting it down as a preventable accident, some type of preventable, something that your driver could have prevented. Now, I don't like the DAC to start with. And you can get a free copy of your DAC at HireRight.com and check out what's on it. They give it to you for no charge because it's part of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And because of that, you can also challenge things that are on your deck and get them removed. And uh, I'll have to look at exactly how that is done. I know there are drivers that have done it. Uh, I don't know how to explain that right here, but that should be on the website. And we will get to that uh, also, how that's done. But here's the thing. This DAC report is basically a quasi-blacklist for people in the industry. And um, to put things on there like a flat tire that are preventable is basically ridiculous. And I talked to a few people like, well, Mark, you know, if the tire was bald, the driver should know. All right. You know, how many do you get bald tires and go driving around? I'll tell you, even switching trailers like I do every single day, I don't get these bald tire uh, problems like a tire is completely bald. I get that. All right. Uh, if it's bald okay you know that's one thing now, that's generally not the case you know i blow a couple of tires every year generally on trailers and i don't know how many people have driven that trailer how many curbs it's hit the tire can be defective on the inside there's a lot of reasons it can blow out you know a lot of reasons that a tire can blow out very few of which are the driver's fault okay especially a company driver in my opinion for a company to just slap that on there like a preventable, that's that's probably not a preventable and shouldn't be on there like that. I think that you should be able to challenge a DAC the same way you can challenge your credit report. For instance, if you look under your credit report and there's some kind of bill, whatever it is, the Fair Credit Reporting Act allows you allows you to challenge that, whether it's a correct bill or not. You can go to TransUnion or whatever the credit union the credit agency is and say, hey. That bill ain't legit. I don't know nothing about it. Okay. And they have to go back to the person that put it on there and say, look, this person's challenging this. Either you provide proof of it. I think it's 30 days or you have to remove it. The credit agency will remove it, even if it's a legitimate charge, if they can't prove it. Now for a company to say, all right, you know, that tire was bald, prove it. And what happens a lot of times, these are put on your deck report later, years later, prove it. Prove it. You can't just put something on there. And it is up to the person making the accusation to provide the proof. This one person I talked to said, Well, you prove it isn't bald. That's not how proof works. You're the one putting it on there. You're the one accusing the driver. You prove it. All right. And these companies need to be brought to their knees with this kind of stuff. This can affect a driver's career having a bunch of preventables. I've had years where I blow four tires out in a year. I can imagine going to another company then and they're like, well, you have all these preventables on your record. You know, I'd be like, what are you talking about? That isn't, that's not right. I, I don't know if they're on there or not. I don't have any plans to go anywhere else. But I'll tell you this, if you have something on your deck and you're looking for a job, you should challenge it. And it isn't right that a company can put that on there. I get these kind of letters all the time. Drivers like, oh, they put down, I abandoned the truck. You know, I see that a lot. You need to be able Now you, they go, well, you didn't give it to us. So you need to be able to prove you gave him the truck at uh, some later point. I always say take a hostage picture, meaning get the newspaper for that day. Take a picture of the truck at the terminal with the newspaper headline. Generally, USA Today. That proves that it couldn't have been there before that date. <laughs> take a video of the truck there, all the damage, all that kind of stuff, proof. Everything, proof. Tire, You know, I don't know how you prove that later. You or them. How do you prove that it wasn't? I've had them disintegrate, explode and disintegrate, where by the time I get stopped somewhere, there's just the shell there. All the pieces are the last half mile down the road. Um, You know, so that kind of thing, that shouldn't be on there. A tire is not some kind of preventable. And so then people say, well, what about if it's low in air? All right. What does the company pay me to check the tires? That's the question. How many road drivers are paid to check the tires air? Do you get paid to fill up the truck? Do you get paid to check the air in the tires and all that? No. Companies get what they pay for. If a company, any company asks you to do anything, they should give you something for doing that for them. If they don't like it, they should send a mechanic to you to check the tires. Well, that's not reasonable, Mark. You know what isn't reasonable? Asking someone to work without paying them. That is what is unreasonable. So, do you give me the tool to do it also? How much does that tire chuck thing cost? I don't know. Fifteen bucks, those long ones, twenty dollars. Am I expected to provide that? See, I don't provide anything to work. If work needs me to do something, they also need to provide me. With the tools to do it, the training to do it, and money to do it. Three things. And look, that's got to be everybody's deal. That's got to be the deal of everybody. If we are unwilling to stand up even for that, we're never going to get paid. All right? You need to stop doing stuff that they don't pay you for. They want the tires checked, they can pay you to check the tires. And remember, that has to be done when the trailer's cold. I don't even know why Loves has this thing at their gas pumps, uh, you know, at the fuel pumps. see so you're blasting off, rolling down the highway for hours and then blasting to check your tires. That's not an accurate way to check tires. Tires are checked cold first thing in the morning. Same in your car, right, to get an accurate reading. You blast down the highway, right, That pressure is much higher. So that isn't even really an accurate way to check your tires. I don't like it. I don't know why it's there. I guess it's better than nothing. But you could check a tire that has 55 pounds still. I guess it's really low. But I don't like that kind of thing. Putting something on someone's DAC report later, years later, someone suggested that that things are only put on there when you quit. All right, say you're somewhere five and a half years, and then you go to another job. And so then they slap something from four years ago on your DAC report. Preventable, flat tire. Uh, no. No way. This DAC thing, this is another thing that needs to be taken care of. We need a United Federation of Company Drivers, and uh, to get this kind of stuff taken care of, and that kind of thing is uh, getting set up. Hopefully, so that it can be taken care of, and see what happens with that. I want to talk about an ad that's running here. What do you think about this? Here's another problem in the industry. Um, maybe not that industry. Right now in Lafayette, Indiana, the world headquarters here of Trucking Answers Nation, City Bus the public transportation service is running ads for drivers. They will train you. All right. You don't need a CDL at all, but they'll train you all the way, get your CDL and a passenger endorsement. And I'll tell you what, the buses here are super nice. Some of them are four hundred thousand dollars. They have a couple of articulated buses. Most of them are hybrid electric, uh diesel electric or natural gas electric buses. They're super nice. They go all over town. I always have a city bus token with me. You can buy 10 of them for $7.50. That makes 75 cents a ride here. Otherwise, it's a dollar to get on the bus and ride. It's a good service. I think it's a little bit old. It's a hub and spoke. So every time you get on the bus, you have to go downtown and go back out to wherever you're going. There should be buses that go around because this is from the olden days of Lafayette when it wasn't this big. But they're generally on time and they're clean and there's very few people that ride them. Okay, do you know what it pays to be a city bus driver? And by the way, here in Lafayette, it is a union job. This disappoints me about unions all the time. Starting pay is $17 an hour, plus overtime, of course, time and a half on Saturday, and double time on Sundays. That's not great money, by the way, because right across the street from the city bus office is what? A McDonald's. (laughs) That's <laughs> correct. And they have a sign that says now starting at fourteen seventy per hour. Fourteen seventy. So a fifteen year old at McDonald's is getting almost the same wage as a union bus driver for the city. That's Is really something, and seventeen. Even if McDonald's was paying minimum wage, I don't think is great money for a licensed professional who's has everybody's lives in their hands as they drive around town on these expensive buses. This has been a problem with unions for some time. They're very weak. I would not allow my union licensed drivers who are professionals to be getting only slightly more than a sophomore in high school working their first job. That job needs to pay a lot more than $17 an hour. That is not adequate for a bus driver driving a $400,000 bus which potentially could have, I don't know, it looks like maybe 50, 55 people would fit in that big bendy bus, the uh, articulated buses, and that's an A license for the articulated bus. They have a couple of those. Most of the light buses here are just Bs, but that's an A license. That's two pieces, by the way. It hooks up in the middle, so that's not nearly enough money, and that's disappointing for a union job to start, really, really kind of disappointing. So let's talk about Chester Chicken on the 18th of November. So it depends when you listen to this 2021. You can go into Chester Chicken at Love's locations and get a free macaroni and cheese and a hat as long as supplies last by showing your CDL. So give me a try. Give that. Give me a try. Hey, try me out. I don't know. Uh, give it a try. And uh, let me know if that works. There's no Chester Chicken near me, and I don't know where the nearest one is because I'm lazy and didn't look it up, even though I had the thought to do that but didn't. So there isn't one around that I know of. See if you get a hat and maybe some free mac and cheese at the Loves. CFI. CFI is splitting up into five different divisions. They're UPS Freight. Did you know TFI Freight is going to become branded as CFI here at the beginning of the year? It is. Transport America is going to be rebranded, CFI. Yeah, they got a bunch of divisions coming on over. They're pretty interesting. I didn't know they had all these different divisions. It's CFI is like turning huge. They have an auto log, as they call it, division, where they do automotive. They have a CFI MEX, a Mexican carrier that works with them, like they're owned by them or something. Yeah, so they're all over the place. I thought that was pretty interesting. Chain laws are up, too. Keep this in mind. I was looking through all the chain laws, and... Washington State is pretty interesting when you actually read the law. Do you know what it says should carry? The word actually is should in the law. I looked it up, and then I looked it up in a different place to say, oh, is this a misprint? No. Trucks should carry chains. Should. Pretty interesting. So really, all I found in all the states is Oregon, which has a mandatory carry, and Colorado on 70, just 70 west of Denver, is a mandatory carry. I can't find any other place where it's mandatory to merely carry chains. Now, many, many states have laws that if there's chain laws up, you cannot proceed unless you put chains on. So if you're not carrying them, you presumably couldn't go anywhere. And I'll tell you this. I didn't find any state that prohibited the use of chains if the weather was bad, including Texas and Florida. So I thought, oh, these southern states, no, Arizona, right? Chains are allowed if weather conditions and road conditions, uh, you know, would warrant using chains. I found that all over the country. Do you know Georgia has all these chain laws? I thought this was pretty funny. Written into their law where they can post, you must have chains. I've never seen chain signs up in Georgia where you must chain up. Has anybody seen that? Because Georgia had this big, long thing about it in their regulations. What happens to you if you don't put chains on, if it's posted for chains? Where's all this going on? All the mountains of Georgia? Savannah? When the blizzards come to Savannah? uh, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I didn't really find a state where you couldn't use them if it was snowy, you know, and weather conditions permitted, uh, you know, required their use for safety. And Washington state said should. Pretty interesting. Now, we need to talk about this. I don't do too much politics. A little bit. This is trucking related. MSNBC host Tiffany Cross, we talked about this on the live show also, people are getting a little aggravated by it, but you know, this is a trucking related thing. She said, you know, that trucking is racist and unwelcoming because the majority of drivers are 55 and older, white men, and they're racist because we voted for Trump, she says. Now, I will say this, uh, you know, we can all debate the election or whatever, but the election was pretty close. You know, it isn't like a trouncing like Reagan Mondale. Okay, it was close. And 70 some million people voted for Trump. Probably a lot of truck drivers as well. That doesn't make you a racist. Just like if you voted for Joe Biden doesn't mean you are not a racist. Okay, so those two things aren't exclusive. That doesn't mean anything. And as the ATA put out, 40 over a little over 41 percent of truck drivers are minorities. So that's pretty interesting. Either way, and being a minority doesn't mean you're not racist, and being over 55 and white doesn't make you racist. It's a time, I think, that we stop looking at people by their skin and say, look, uh, 40% are minorities and 55 and older, and they're white, and they're th- that's all ridiculous. You're never going to get past this as long as you continue to bring it up, okay? And yes, she's right. She said the CB is racist. That is correct. Why? Anonymity brings out the worst in people. Believe me, I get tons of emails from, uh, you know, Gmails and uh, Yahoo accounts that have just been started and you know, uh, that want to yell at me and stuff. They just get deleted. You know, I do the Joe Rogan thing on that. I don't care, right? You can be mad at me or whatever and write a email. It's just gonna go in the trash can. It's not like I'm gonna sit around and brood. Oh my God, I'm sitting in my basement going oh another person hates me i don't care <laughs> okay so save it for somebody that cares and save your hatred and all that for something else you're trying to change trucking here uh i'm not the problem believe me trucking is the you know problem there are companies that are problems i'm not the problem i don't want everybody to get paid i don't know why you're hating on me for that but regardless of that and me for her to say that it's just ridiculous anonymity brings out the bad in people but trucking is just a cross-section of the population and the reason there's more of this on the cb than there is in an office because if these drivers think about this who are talking all this trash and garbage on the cb were to say that from their cubicle in an office full of people they would be fired in two seconds and personally i think if a company heard them doing that they should fire them i would there is a lot of garbage out there and there is bad out there of course just like everywhere okay but I think trucking probably better is better for people than any other job you can be brought up from poverty even have a record uh, you know do this stuff and trucking is a great equalizer. You can go in. If you will keep your record clean, no matter what color you are or anything else, you can succeed in truck driving. You can. Are there problems? Yes. Like we find with this DAC and all these other things, there is. But that doesn't mean you can't succeed there. Anybody of any color can make $100,000 a year driving a truck in a relatively short period of time. It's a good place to get started. Is there racism on the CB? Yeah, right. Turn the CB off just don't listen to it. You don't have to sit in Ontario, uh, in the back row and listen to it. Okay. There, because there's always going to be people saying things and words shouldn't bother people. Okay. Just like when people write words to me that are hateful, it doesn't bother me. I don't take it personally. I don't care that you shouldn't either. We need to move on from that. And, uh, these people will then, you know, be drummed out of society. That's what the problem really is, is that You know, if you're like that on the CB, the anonymity is just bringing out who you really are. You know, so people like that on the CB are also like that in their life. Maybe not as uh, out there with it, but they are. And how men—it's generally men, all right, on the CB doing this. I rarely hear a woman on the CB, much because I can imagine, (laughs) but much less being, you know, horrible. Okay, there. How you know what should happen? These men shouldn't be able to get women to talk to them. (laughs) Why do women? talk to guys like that you know that's the other question I'm always surprised at that I guess that's for another show but uh you know they shouldn't be able to even get a date or have anybody talk to them usually these are the people that have the most kids I gotta have kids to get my name on in society your name doesn't need to live on all right so Tiffany Cross what I recommend for her the host of MSNBC there is what she should do since she's so offended by truck driving is just simply not Purchase any products that have ever been on a truck. I think that's a great solution for her. And she should encourage all of her fans or whatever to do the same thing. No longer support trucking. Don't buy anything that has ever been on a truck. Only things that are transported by rail, right, or airplane. So she can go down to the local Norfolk Southern and pick her items up or, you know, maybe to the airport, wherever MSNBC's filmed. I don't know where and, uh, you know, get things that way. But if anything goes on a truck, she shouldn't buy them. And that would certainly stop these companies from making money from all these racist, Trump-loving, over-55 drivers, right? I think that's a good solution for her, and I hope someone recommends it to her. <clears throat> all right, enough about her. Here's an, How about an automotive tip? How about that? Let's do that. So, <laughs> all right. So, I love doing this, right? I love buying cars because having sold cars, I know the other side of it. The whole deal of... When you go to buy a car, new or used, doesn't matter if you're at a dealership, the whole idea there is to control the whole solution. Everything that we do there as a salesman is to control you and get you to sign the paperwork. That's it. Really. There are, and when I was doing it, it was videotapes. I'm sure it's all digital now or whatever. You would watch tape after tape. We'd have trainings. They'd bring in speakers and stuff exactly what to do. The pen you use, you know, the watch you wear, everything is meant to control you. So you see something or feel something, right? And I've always had a nice pen, even there, even here, right, when I'm writing, I have a very nice pen that's a weighted pen and because it feels better in your hand. But then what would happen is I'll put the paperwork there and sit that pen down. And when I sit it down on the desk, right, you know, It sounds better than throwing down, you know, a big pen or, you know, some paper mate pen. Always a a pen and I'll put that. Sometimes I will hand it to people. If I hand you a pen, you will take the pen. Okay, that's how it works. Even a simple thing as opening the door for you there. I'll open the door and wave my hand. You come inside, right? If I open the door and move my hand, you go outside. Hey, look at this card. I move my hand to there, You walk over to it. Everything controls you so that all the way through you control so the last thing when i hand you the pen and the paper in front of you you sign it as simple as that and so what i want you to do you need to take control back from the salesman that throws off everything there bring an egg timer it can be the timer like i use on the show for giveaways i prefer the kind that you turn over but this kind that you twist like a kitchen timer also works good but a three or five minute timer no longer than five minutes especially the one with the sand that goes down in it are great because the salesman will say well i need to go talk to my manager let me talk to my manager about that what they're doing is talking about sports or what they're going to do for lunch that day or what uh you know the secretary look at her uh you know that kind of stuff goes on in there they're not talking about you they don't care about you they're waiting in there to let you stew over there and then so that the salesman can come back go, well you know well, we got to, you know, the manager's really on me today. I'm really fighting for you. There is, you ever hear him say that? They're not fighting for you. <laughs> They're fighting that you get a commission. All right, so they don't care about you. So <laughs> take an egg timer with you. All right, just have it in your pocket. Or When you go in there to talk about numbers or whatever, hey, you put that out. and You go, you know what? I, I want a bottom line number right here. And I'm, you turn it over and go, when that sand goes out of here, I'm leaving. Okay, simple as that. And this tells me, like, well, what do you mean? You know, we got to do stuff. When that timer's over, it's already running. Uh, if you won't give me a number, I'm going to leave. Now, you have a little bit less power for that right now because cars are a little bit scarce. But what that does is throw them off because they're trying to control you. The time and stuff that they take, whether they bring you a soda or whatever, bringing you a soda obligates you to them. A smallest the smallest thing, and people feel an obligation. Look at Aldi. I always go back to these carts. People will go through a blizzard to get 25 cents from a cart. I give you a soda. I hand you this expensive pen, okay? You sign. Oh, this person is successful. They have a nice pen, uh, you know, that kind of thing the egg timer throws them off that's one thing that you can do you turn it over go hey when this is done i'm leaving so if you come back i'm not here i'm gone i'm out of here okay and if i leave this price changes for me you know because i got to come back you're taking up my time and times money and so when you get this going on and so then then that puts them on the other side he'll go to that he'll talk to the manager about hey that guy's got an egg timer you know what are we doing here That throws them off. Bring an egg timer to throw them off. Believe me, that's one thing that you can do at a dealership. It works because they have a whole procedure, how they walk you right through it. You got to step out of that line and bring them over to where you are. You don't know you're following my deal. You do this this way. When they want to do something, no, let's go do something else. Everything that they want to do, switch it up. You'll get a better deal because you're throwing them off of what they are trying to do at the dealership level. I want to now bring us. There's a bunch of dumb, stupid idiots besides Tiffany Cross, other idiot people on this planet. Yes, I threw that back out there. That's pretty funny. Uh, See how I threw that back to the article and then brought it back in again. How about that? That's pretty good. But here is a stupid moron idiot person from san francisco um so this person says and it's a dude i actually looked for women i couldn't find a decent story of a woman a dumb woman although there probably are some so here's another dude this guy's by himself and he's like you know what i need some money dudes always need money you know the one thing they don't ever go do work dave ramsey right great place to go when you're broke to work This guy's like, I ain't got time to go to work. What do I have around me that can get me some money? So he looks around, probably, which I picture an apartment in a cinder block basement with a metal folding chair and a light dangling from a string. And he says, all right, I've got an empty bag of Doritos. All right, so how can I turn that into money? So he takes that bag. And goes to his local convenience store, and he's holding the bag. Now I thought this guy would have his hand in the bag, but he is just holding the bag, similar to you would hold a bag at a grocery store. And says, "I've got a gun in here. Give me the money." Now I don't know if you've ever been robbed by a delicious nacho tortilla chip, but I don't think it's that. Sc- I don't think it's that scary. And the clerk at this store was not impressed with it either. (laughs) And the clerk's like, uh, no. And so the guy took off out of the store. But stores today have video surveillance, which they gave to the police. And the police, surprise, knew who it was. Oh, we know him. And they promptly arrest him. A couple days later, I guess they arrested him because they know where he's hanging out or whatever. You know, they got these crime task force and go pick him up. And uh, it turns out that's a felony. (laughs) Even if you don't have a gun, the threat of the gun there, especially in California, is a felony. So he would have been better off actually robbing him with a tortilla chip because that I don't think is a felony. All right, here, if you eat, I'll make you eat this and 40 years from now, you're going to have high cholesterol. That's not as much of a felony as shooting somebody. So because he said he had a gun, even though he didn't, it's a felony out there. So I don't know if they confiscated the bag of chips from him or, you know, the empty bag is, you know, they introduce it as uh, I want to show you, uh, you know, let me introduce you a bag evidence A here, you know, or whatever, exhibit B. Either way, this guy, jail, idiot, okay? Just complete, just the stupidest kind of thing. Oh, I think I'll take this bag and go rob somebody with it. I'll just tell them I have a gun. You know, this. although this clerk didn't seem to be too bothered by it, you know, this can really affect people because they're being robbed, you know, and think, hey, I could die from this. This is not right. This guy should spend time in prison i mean serious time in prison and i would let all of his little cellmates know hey you know what this guy uses bags of chips and let them uh you know beat him up for being an idiot which is i find another thing kind of ironic that in prison there's like this code of conduct uh in prison but uh apparently there is so yet another reason we're not on mars because our resources our time Uh, has to be taken up with idiots like this when it could be sending me to live on the red planet to live a life of tranquility so that's what's going to wrap it up for today thanks Lithuania for all your battery products Um, if you have you know any stories or anything you'd like to get on the podcast I'd love to hear about it mark at truckinganswersnation.com please write to me and uh, there'll be more videos upcoming as always so thanks for listening And we'll see you on the next podcast.